two, three. Okay. For me, that was right on. <laughs> it was not for me, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, and... There's a bird chirping, so I'm going to wait for that to be done. That's good, because I've got a... Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night. Um, Today, uh, before we got into talking about Thor Love and Thunder, I wanted to um, just announce, I guess we can say this opening bit is also a bit of a news section. Whoa. Because we've got leaked... um, potential plot lines for the next thor film um for real uh, uh <laughs> well maybe <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have leaked things leaked norse mythology that oh. could be turned into um thor love and thunder so uh first of all or thor i don't know thunder and we'll, lightning we'll or come up with a name We'll come up with a name, seeing what plots we, we could do. Sure. So, um, first of all, as we all know, this is the first Thor movie to not feature everyone's favorite god of mischief, Loki. Mm. Um, oh, I guess that's maybe a spoiler. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, you clicked. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you clicked. It's your freaking fault. Um, but uh, I have an idea. Okay. Uh, Norse mythology, there's a Norse story uh, that could be the center of a next Thor movie. Maybe even call this movie just Thor and Loki. Um, hmm. I'll just read the summary of the Norse story and we can talk about how maybe we would alter it to make it a Thor movie. Long ago, there was a giant builder coming to Asgard to ask to build a protective wall. Hmm. He asked to be paid with the sun, moon, and Freya. The gods were shocked because the giant builder did his work very fast. They were afraid of losing the sun, the moon, and their goddess Freya. Loki then came up with an idea to distract the giant and his horse. One night, Loki shapeshifted himself into a mare to lure the stallion of the giant builder. This made the stallion wildly... um, Oh, this is written very poorly. Um... (laughs) This made the stallion wildly chase the mare. I oh. will I will uh, edit it in sure. my brain. Yeah. This made the stallion wildly chase the mare, leaving his master with the incomplete wall. Deep in the jungle, the two horses, um, I will say colloquially, chased after each other. Mm. Then, an eight-legged horse was born by Loki in mare form, making Loki the mother of the steed. The eight-legged horse then was given to Odin the Allfather. The end. Wait. <laughs> huh? So, so Loki becomes the horse mother okay. of an eight-legged horse. Oh. Okay. Because he, in mare form, seduces a stallion of the builder. And then I, th- we just don't <laughs> okay. get any more information on the wall, I guess. Huh. But uh, So how can we factor th- how could I, That could be a movie. Yeah. That could just be a movie. Yeah. We don't even Thor, need to change that much. It's just called Thor, like, Love and Sugar Cubes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one. Um, uh, another one, this one's maybe a little more uh, more heavy, you know? I don't know if this would be a Taika one. 
Ooh. From the beginning of the cosmos, there was nothing but the complete darkness and void. Life began to appear when the lava melted the ice. The drop became the first giant Ymir in the primeval primeval time. Primeval? Prim, prim, however you say that yeah, word. Yeah, it's primeval. Then came, then came other creatures. First the cow, then the gods. Oh, I thought that's so funny. <laughs> the, yeah, the cow was the, <laughs> the first one, first. and then the gods came on day after one, that. On day one. <laughs> on the first day, yes. <laughs> Ymir created the cow. The cow. And on the second, the other gods. <laughs> um, well, that's Odin good. and his brothers were the third generation, apparently. Okay. They conspired to kill Ymir and use his body parts to fashion the world. And they did so. Odin and brothers used his blood for the ocean, brain for the cloud, skull for the sky, teeth for the cliffs, and bones for the mountains. The end. Wow. So just kind of like the Norse creation myth, I guess, is that the world is made of a big god's body parts. Okay. So I feel like I maybe... That. How could that be a Thor movie, though? It's called Thor, Love, and Anatomy. Or it could be Thor, an arm and a leg. And it could be about uh. how um, maybe Thor has to make a big sacrifice. And so it's going to cost him an arm and a leg. Oh. But then, in, like, but so then there's it... that theme. But then also they're going with the fact that they have to maybe reconstruct. Oh, maybe the, the plan of the villain is to reconstruct Ymir, which would mean destroy the Earth to get all of the body parts See, back. now we're on to something. And this yeah. guy, to do so, kidnaps children. Yes, exactly, because of, because of it. Because of Thor, Love and Thunder. movie night um uh this episode is gonna be a little bit different if you didn't notice by the beginning little bit because there is a third voice that seems to not be participating as much no you weren't interrupted nearly enough as (laughs) as you know we would leave and and jared you're only gonna be you're only gonna be interrupted a lot by me and not by me and lucas this time okay well, Which is crazy, luck, because I, I know that you definitely are the most interrupted of the podcast. <laughs> I feel, um, I, I have been but listening But yeah, Lucas back. is not here. In the last couple of episodes, I feel like I'm really interrupting. And guess what? I just did it again when you tried to talk. Yeah. So I'm making well, my comeback. Well, that's true. Also, I'm noticing there's a... There's a significant delay between us, which is going to make this episode very fun to listen to. Yes. Yep, right there. So, um, so anyway, we'll just pretend that that doesn't exist, I guess. And um, meanwhile, uh, maybe actually right here, I will leave the Zoom call and join back in while we have Lucas, who has so kindly recorded himself 
um, talking a little bit about how he feels about the podcast or yeah. about the movie. He, he hates the podcast, but the movie he might have different opinions on. So take it away, Lucas. Why, hello there. It's me, your friend Lucas from Man Cave Movie Night and nothing else. Um, I unfortunately was out of town this weekend. I'm sure Jared and I will talk about that, um, about how much they miss me and about how much worse the podcast is because I was not an active part of the conversation and discussion and inquiry and all that stuff. But I still wanted to share my thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder because it's, you know, Taika Waititi and also Marvel and I love both of those things. However, I did not love this one. I did think it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't think I, I think I maybe had very too high of expectations because of how amazing Ragnarok was. Um, but Love and Thunder, ultimately, I had a lot of fun with it. I think there were certain parts about it that were really cool. Um, namely, I thought Natalie Portman's character was great. I thought Chris Hemsworth stayed on top of it. It was amazing. I like kind of the eternity subplot and the fact that they're, you know, exploring more of the kind of more cosmic side of stuff of the Marvel comics. And, um, but like, it just felt a little bit disjointed for me, um, especially in the first half, basically up until they fought Gore on the like black and white planet, just the way that it was paced and the way that it was structured, the way that it was cut, it felt kind of out of place. Like for me personally, I think it would have made more sense for the movie to start off kind of like it did with Ragnarok with like a, a big Thor fight scene rather than the gore opening. I honestly thought that that could have been removed completely or just kind of referenced back with that, with his character as it developed further with like maybe some flashbacks or things like that. But I think it would have been cool if it would have like started off with Thor where we last saw him with the guardians. Um, and they do like that little adventure that it kind of shows a brief glimpse of, um, with like the fire and Thor, like he's kind of still fat. Um, and then that's when Chris Pratt, like star Lord gives him the little pep talk and then he like loses weight. And then they f do that whole fight on the other planet. And then from there, you know, he meets up with Jane and goes back to earth and all that stuff. It just kind of felt really weirdly paced. Like sometimes it was really fast and sometimes it was too slow. The stuff that I wanted to see more of that I felt like they probably cut was, more of that like building up to the point of Thor getting back to the point like back to being strong and confident it felt like they kind of just rushed over that with Korg dialogue same with the Guardians it seemed like they were totally underutilized it was just like hey look the Guardians are in this and now they're gone and it didn't even really set up anything for Guardians 3 or the holiday special it was just like hey well they were in this I guess um, because that's where they were at the end of uh, Endgame and so it just kind of felt like big missed potential there um, Gore, the God Butcher, I also felt like Christian Bale did a really cool job with the character. However, it was kind of weird that they called him the God Butcher in it because it didn't actually show him butchering any gods. Like it showed him kill that one guy at the very beginning, but no one really knew about that one. And then it just kind of, you know, like he fights Thor and Valkyrie and, and uh, you know, the mighty Thor and everything, but it doesn't actually show him like go on a rampage, which I think would have been really cool. Um, to see some of that, some of that stuff. Um, I think the big thing too, that it, it was kind of made it a little bit weirder compared to like Ragnarok is like every character that seemed like they tried to make the funny one instead of like in Ragnarok, there was a lot of balance. Like Hela maybe had like some charm to her as an antagonist, but she wasn't necessarily funny and Gore, it almost felt like it was being funny sometimes like 
Jane Foster, that whole bit where Jane Foster and Valkyrie are outside like their hotel or whatever she's staying in, pretty brutal. Like it did not feel super well paced. It kind of felt like they were like, hey, yeah, whatever, just say some stuff. And, you know, sometimes that works great for Taika Waititi especially, but that instance I was like, oof, man, that was not the best uh, line delivery I've ever seen. Um, ultimately, overall, though, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's just kind of easy to find the gripes like we talk about, but like I loved the final battle with Thor um, and both Thors coming back, and it made sense for Jane Foster to, you know, pick up the hammer. The thing that I'm still also a little bit frustrated or more confused by is why they keep setting up, like Marvel keeps setting up so many things and not, um, you know, giving us any direction as to why they're, you know, teasing them. Because Zeus you know, in the post-credit scenes, is alive, and his son Hercules, who's a big Marvel Comics character, is uh, introduced by the guy who plays the coach in, uh, well, he's not the coach, but the player in Ted Lasso, uh, Brett Goldstein, so I'm excited for him to be around, but it's like, where the heck is he going to show up? Probably Thor 5, ultimately, and then the second post-credit scene with um, Mighty Thor going into Valhalla with Heimdall there, it seems like they're teasing probably something with Thor 5 as well, her coming back. But it's not like the most coherent as to why they're doing this, which has kind of been the theme of Phase 4. It's like every single movie has some weird thing that they introduce that they don't, like, they haven't paid off in any way, shape, or form. I hope they eventually start paying off or start making sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it was it was a great movie, a lot of fun. Um, I love Ta- Ta- Taika Waititi's, like, kind of, you know, his pace and his visual style. The black and white stuff was really cool. Other thing that, like... I guess if I'm getting nitpicky, it just didn't make a whole ton of sense for, like, Thor's reason to be, you know, like, chasing after Gore to be um, the kids. Like, it would have made more sense if it would have been a god that he was threatening to kill, or, like, Sif, or Valkyrie, like, or anyone that was, like, really more close to him. I mean, Heimdall's son was cool to get introduced, but all the other kids were, like, totally meaningless. They didn't really make a lot of sense. That little kid fight was cool as well. But it just felt like a weird motivation to like keep the movie rolling. Um, but I also loved the uh, like the Natalie Portman Chris Hemsworth chemistry. I thought that they were able to like rekindle that super well. And then it like kind of sucks for Thor at the end because he loses another loved one, but he gains his little daughter. So that was cool as well. It'll be interesting to see where you know this version of Thor goes in the future. But at the end of the day. Yeah, I had my complaints with it, but overall, it was a lot of fun visually and stylistically, and yeah, cool and good times. Thanks for listening to my little rant, and enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, Lucas, shut up, dude. Yeah, ugh. Fucking forever. Gosh, that... Jeez, well, that's man. half our time, and he only talked about <laughs> Thor, Love, and Thunder, like, a little bit. <laughs> How do you put well, Star Wars in there? That's yeah, that's actually just a guess. Just... If he put Star Wars in that somehow, okay, yeah. we'll Let's find out. Let's see. If he if he starts if he talking about Star Wars, Star Wars at all, uh, you Ooh. win. Ooh, I think that's a safe bet. I think it's the long odds to say that he doesn't bring up Star Wars. He's probably gonna yeah. He'll talk about how Taika's directing a uh, yeah, Star Wars. He movie. will. No, he certainly and will. This is a little fun behind the scenes fact, but he asked Natalie Portman if she wanted to be in it, and she had to remind him that she's already been in three Star Wars movies, <laughs> which is so, so funny. funny, dude. <laughs> oh, it's great. Anywho, uh, yeah. um, Jared, what did you think? I think this is another one where we're not going to really have like specific questions, but we can come up with stuff. Let's just start with discussion type. 
Um, what did you think overall about the movie? Overall, I had a great time with Thor Love and Thunder. I'll just say that. Um, it is it my favorite movie in the MCU? Not even close. Is it like... It's just... I'll just say this. It's a comedy. It's, it's, mm. it's just a comedy. You go in there and you're laughing a ton throughout the whole movie. And then it ends. And you're like, alright, cool. Well, on to the next one, I guess. Uh, right. One thing... We've talked about Taika Waititi, as you guys know. Um, yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. It's our, it's our best <laughs> listened to episode. So go check it out again. <laughs> Please. Um, but one thing he's able to do is kind of meld comedy with heart. And I didn't really get the heart as much in this movie. It was yeah. pretty much just all comedy. Which, again, is not necessarily a bad thing. But in the end, it, it felt more like a parody of a Thor movie. You know what I mean? Or just like oh, a parody okay. of, a, of a superhero movie than a superhero movie. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I can see where you're coming from, for sure. Yeah. I uh, uh, I would... I don't know. I think this is weird, because I'm usually, like, the kind of the main Marvel fanboy of this. Yeah. But... Uh, I saw Letterboxd reviews, and I just want to say, yeah. it was refreshing when <sighs> I had tied with lucas the highest of the three of us yeah for ratings i um and you have so i'm letterboxed out of five out of five stars i gave this a three and a half (gasps) um it just i don't know what it was but it just didn't do it for me there were really good jokes like it was and i had a good time it was fun i like i don't hate this movie by any means (laughs) i i thought it was fun i thought it was a good time but um, the I felt kind of like it, I'm gonna make a reference here that probably only you are gonna get, Jared. Okay. But I felt like a lot of the movie felt to me like a bad D and D session, where it was the characters <laughs> knowing like, okay, the big and important stuff that we're gonna do is in this other place. Yeah. But we're we can't get there yet, so we're just gonna kind of talk about it for mm-hmm. a bit, and then and it's like, why isn't something happening right now? You know, and I felt like a lot of the time spent in like New Asgard, for example, mm. was like, why are we here? Just like sitting there in this building talking, and when Thor leaves with Stormbreaker, and then Stormbreaker spits him back out, it's like. I really feel like they're stalling for some reason. Sure. And I don't know why, but it feels like they're intentionally not moving the plot forward as if something important is going to happen in New Asgard and then it doesn't. Yeah. And so it's like, what's what's going on? So that was like, I think that was my main problem with the movie was just like, why, why is the pacing the way that it is in this whole like, middle section like the basically the second half of the first act and then the second act were just like so slow however christian bale man <laughs> yeah dude he's great we just we just needed more of him and <laughs> and this movie could have been paced exactly the same 
and I would be saying that it's my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, he he truly was awesome. It it felt a little out of place, honestly, in some parts, where you're like, this is like a a S tier actor coming in. Yeah, you know, walking through a desert, watching his daughter die, and then he goes into like some like CGI fantasy land, and this guy's like, yeah. ho ho ho. Yeah, <laughs> I am your Straight god, up. and uh, uh, you know, I failed yeah. you. No, but so it did feel like right out the gate there was a little bit of conflicting tones, um, mm-hmm. and and I I get that that's what, that was on purpose because it was like, well, here's the god like who becomes this god butcher, seeing a mortal like truly believe he was failed by these gods and and then showing like the. Uh, silly gods doing their silly things yeah and then oh well now we're doing a movie and the guardians were there and it was funny and silly and then one thing that was pointed out to me uh well first to your point of the D &D thing i was actually thinking it was a very fun D &D session oh you know of like a one shot you know just like these characters just being fun having a good time you know telling a story and you still have like, oh yeah, my backstory is kind of dark, or like, oh yeah, I lost my, all my people in a war, you know, like yeah. Valkyrie's thing, or oh yeah, I I actually have cancer, and or like I'm I'm gonna die soon, so I'm just right. trying to go on one last adventure, you know, these characters with like backstories that are kind of like sad and deep and sure, like oh my brother and father and pe- people died and all this stuff, like. These are sad backstories, but then at the table, you're just having a good time, and you're not really referencing those. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, it's I, can, just, I can see that. It, it did very, very much. Once our audience, I'm sure all of you, if you haven't played D&D, you're scrambling to try to get in a group because of how much we talk about it. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and once you've played D&D a couple times, you everything you watch and see can translate back to D&D. And you're like, yep. every literally everything. You're like, oh mm-hmm. man, I should throw that into a game, or oh, that's a cool character. I'm gonna play him next, or right, whatever. So, I think so that's, that's why the, it comes up so much. It's <laughs> the lens we just see but, things through now. But the the other thing about this is now the D and D episode. Hey, what's um, up, guys? The, the the other thing about it is, I think it's because D and D at its heart is just storytelling. You know. And so, basically, if you're watching any story, there's a way to put that into the frame of D&D. Because D&D is just the concept of storytelling with combat mechanics attached to it. Yeah. So, it's like, honestly, like, that's, we just connect it to everything because it's, (laughs) it's easy. (laughs) Like, it's easy to to orient your brain that way. And I, I think we should do a D&D episode of the podcast, but what we should do Dude. is like just do a one shot and just let our that listeners hear and kind of see what the game is like. Dude, that would be way fun. And if we want, we could make it a mo- movie based. So we're all playing like sort of archetypes of movies or Dude. characters from movies or something way down. Okay. That would be so we'll, fun. We'll put that together team. And uh, next time we're all together, I think that should be an orange boys live. Hmm. That'd be fun. Anyway. Anywho. Oh, dude, I'm stoked on that idea. That would be sick. Yeah, we'll see if we invite um, Lucas. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. No. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I thought that it was fun. The And 
that is a good way actually for me to frame the kind of conflicting tones of this movie mm-hmm. in a way to make them make more sense to me and and feel a little more justified because i did feel like as soon as i started settling into the tone of like oh happy fun comedy gore would show up and do some horrifying like dark magic stuff and it yeah. was super like creepy and evil and i was like oh this is weird but then i would start like okay, yeah, this is going to be like a dark, creepy movie. Yeah. And then it turns into like, you know, romantic comedy Between for a, a little hammer while. Between and axe. <laughs> yeah, which, which, by the way, that yeah. joke was wonderful. It was Like, funny. executed it was so well. It was super funny. Um, but I just kind of wished, I guess, a little bit that it would have been more of that intensity throughout, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like... Because I, I was having this conversation with someone and they were like, their problem was it didn't feel high stakes. And I was like, I don't know, because for me, it felt pretty high stakes, but I just, well, not even for me, it felt high stakes. Logically, I know that it was. Yeah. Because like with the story, yeah, all of the gods are going to die once Gore gets to eternity. Like that's that's a big deal Mm -hmm. however i'm also like do i care about these gods that were introduced in this movie right not really like i don't care about any of them and second of all um it's hard to feel like those stakes are there when they're focusing as much on the bad guy and what he's doing as they are on Thor treating his hammer like an ex-girlfriend <laughs> right. and it's like those are getting the same amount of attention and I think that's a lot of where my problem with it came from yeah I think just if, if the characters don't treat it like a end of world situation it doesn't feel like right. an end of world situation exactly and so they're like oh well let's go get an army of the gods and they go and they have their little fun there and they're like oh well never mind let's just leave and just go do it ourselves I guess yeah (laughs) you're like okay all right well it was a fun detour sure yeah but uh yeah in the end i don't know it's just kind of like okay yeah whatever who cares (laughs) um um i was gonna say something one thing i loved about thor ragnarok is it took the character of thor who i didn't care about really and it made some changes and just made the movie more fun as well as the character a bit more relatable in just he's not this super serious guy, um, super serious, like, god of right. Norse mythology. No, it's just like, no, he's they humanize him and it's fun. But one thing that's important is you just understand this through line of his character through every movie, right? Yeah. Even in the first movie, if I'm recalling correctly, I'll ask Marvel fan Niall uh, sure. for backup. But I got you. I, I'm pr- like the big idea of that movie was that he was kind of reckless, kind of a partier, kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, the God who like, isn't, he's kind of bombastic and doesn't take anything too serious. And right. Odin sits him down. And he's like, no dude, you've got responsibility. You've got to protect people. You got to limit collateral damage, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And by the end of the movie, he takes a, a big old beating just to try to protect the small town. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then we jump to this movie where (laughs) homie 
flicks his little little axe and uh, flies right through a temple, and it all is destroyed, and this whole people yeah. civilization is destroyed. It's like a it's a joke, but like if you're thinking about it as in terms of his character, he's abandoned like all of what he learned in the first movie. Yeah, he's he's unlearning lessons. He's yeah, and and at this point, he's he's just he's dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a a dumb character, lovable, but he's not intelligent. He's right. just kind of like around, and there's not really any stakes around him. Yeah. Even in, I mean, Endgame, he was, or and Ragnarok, he was like silly in ways, but he was yeah. still grounded and he was smart about things. Yeah. But he's just gotten dumber, and it's got the Charlie Day effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in a way that's less charming because this is a character that you want to be your hero. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so I, I always have a little bit of a problem with, um, just like dumb is funny trope, right. yeah. you know, where it's like, oh, if this person doesn't understand something, then ha ha ha, that's good and funny. And I feel like it's something that I, I don't know if we've brought this up on the podcast. I know I've said this a billion times, but I don't know if it's ever come up, um, how I could have written the Flash in the Justice League better than they wrote him? Uh, I don't know. Our hubris has come up many times. Yeah, our our <laughs> our thinking that we could do it better is a big theme a big of the podcast. <laughs> but um, one of the problems for me, like with Justice League, is that yeah. they they take Flash, who in the car- in the comics, he like kind of the joke of the character, or or I guess the personality of the character is that he's physically fast, but he's also really mentally quick and clever. Mm. And he's, like, playing, like, basically jokes and, and very, like, kind of funny and intelligent. And in Justice League, they made him dumb funny, mm. which is not funny, where right. there's... It, it, and, of course, this is in Joss Whedon's Justice League. They're running to save some people from something, I don't know, some yeah. dumb thing, whatever. Big bad CGI thing and going on. They, they, they tell fast. him to, like, run east or something. It's been a while. It's been since 2017 that I've seen this joke. But they tell him to, like, run east, and he's like, wait, which way is east? And it's like, this sucks like this is that's you're that's not funny that's not a joke and they're playing it like (laughs) oh this is gonna get laughs bro Um, and it doesn't because it's stupid (laughs) yeah and um here's how i would have fixed it here's my hubris all right let's hear it you can keep that same line and show a bunch of reactions of the team going like are you ki- like what? How does he not know? And then cut in another shot of him going, "Nah, I'm just messing with you. I got this." And then running off and doing it. That way, it's him it's playing around, <laughs> being funny, yeah, and messing with them. And that shows that he's clever and just kind of thinking like, even in this situation, he's thinking of jokes and kind of being like <laughs> funny and, and playful. Yeah. Instead, they made him literally stupid. <laughs> like, and and it's exhausting and I don't like it. I kind of like and, that. I want to use that tape, that this uh, fix it tape of just saying, just kidding. <laughs> and I just yeah. start putting that on everything. Yeah. Somehow, Palpatine has returned. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That's no, not, he's not, not back. Are you kidding me? That would be ridiculous. No, but uh, Kylo Ren is killing a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, the Knights so of Ren let's are go and really fight massacring. Him, who's obviously a bad guy. <laughs> and it, that, honestly, like it for that character, it would have made a lot of sense. And yeah. I don't think that it's n- nearly as big of an infraction here in Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, but there still are elements of basically he's reckless to the point of like almost stupidity, like selfish and self-centered to the point of being literally unaware of his surroundings. And I don't, I don't really like that, you know? Um, let's talk about, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about it. What was your What was your favorite like arc of the movie, if that makes sense? Because there were kind of like every character had their different things that were going on. Yeah, I think they really, I think they did really well with Jane Foster and yeah. the Mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and I'm just gonna say this. Maybe people would disagree, but I didn't. I don't care about Jane and Thor <laughs> and their relationship. Right. Uh, those are such like a. I feel like at the end of the day, it's like, oh, we're both just hot people. Uh, let's get together. A little, yeah. <laughs> it's like in Taika's montage of them going on dates and stuff. It established more of a like foundation for their relationship did like than Thor and Thor: The Dark World did. Right. I'm just. I'll lay that out. Yeah, so. and I I thought that montage where Korg was explaining their relationship, I was like, oh snap! Like this is making me care about this relationship now. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um, and so her kind of dealing with her own thing, cancer. Um. <laughs> sure, that's a Jane Foster specific. Um, <laughs> no, but her, you know, she's she's sick. She looks for a solution. Even the little, like, tidbit of Thor telling Mjolnir, protect her, and, like, somehow putting a spell on it. I thought that was cute. Yeah. And just yeah. that little little detail. Um, so I liked that. I liked, she looked awesome in the suit. She looked great. She looked super cool. Um, I liked her, her ha- how she used the hammer and it, like, split apart and did, like, the super shotgun cool. thing. Yeah, it was awesome. sick. Yeah. <laughs> Super creative. That's way cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, she was kind of like enthusiastic and trying to just be a superhero in her last little days. And so yeah. all the way up through the end when she uh, eventually passes on and goes to, uh, where is it? What, Valhalla. It? Valhalla. Thank you. Um, I was going to say Nirvana. <laughs> yep. Huh. Something's <laughs> in the way. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she she goes and she for all of the rest of time smells like Teen Spirit, and then you know, <laughs> like it was just a good kind of like you establish it in this movie without even the movies before, kind of reestablish mm-hmm. their relationship. She had a conflict, uh, and then she took action. And kind of saw the rest of her life through um, dying a hero. And just kind yeah. of like it's uh, it's nice. And I'm glad they didn't yeah. keep her alive. Even though I did love, like like I said, I liked the Mighty Thor a lot. And yeah. just seeing 
yeah, seeing them like just commit to letting that character go. I was, right. I was here for it. So it was great. That was my favorite. Yep. Um, <laughs> I I'm exactly the same. Jane was I I thought they nailed it. I think that they did Judy it in Foster? a great way. <laughs> what yeah. Judy Foster? Jane yeah. Foster. Um, <laughs> but I I just thought that they um Jane Fonda. Wonder? Jane Foster. Um, I thought her whole arc was just, it was great. And I loved the idea that, like, um, she knew that she was going out anyway. And so she might as well go and help one last time. Yeah. You know? Like, I thought that that was great. Um, I think that natalie portman nailed it like she she was great um her performance was just right on top of it Mm -hmm. like i i think that she was awesome and the writing for all of that stuff i was like yeah i was i was honestly glad in the last um hospital scene um before you know the big final fight Mm -hmm. i remember thinking for that whole conversation don't have a joke please yeah. please just don't have a joke in this scene please yeah and i think there were some like there was one or two like kind of jokes but for the most part it was like they they took a step back and took that scene seriously yeah like and it's, i was so grateful it's kind of that if i can't remember if they had jokes or not but it definitely felt more of like that grounded sort of taika humor where it's like the emotion is first in this scene yeah um and i would have liked that throughout the movie Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but again it's just if you're going into this and you're like i just want to laugh you're gonna have a great time yeah and if you like superheroes you're gonna have a great time um the one thing that really made my experience and i talk a lot about how the movie theaters can just ruin it for me Uh, oh this time it was the opposite man i had some kids right behind me just like laughing so hard like they were crying laughing and it was just kids yeah their little happy kid laugh giggling and stuff and i was like man this is the movie we're seeing you know it is just it's just fun yeah except for the part where christian bale you know is an actual like demon (laughs) yeah <laughs> that part's yeah. not very silly and fun that's not the fun part that's not but... the fun part but the kids loved the jokes <laughs> sure i'm sure they did you were groaning um, it looked like uh yeah i had a, experience i had a theater experience Jeez, i should have led with this man mm. so um there's something something happens and i don't know what it is and i feel like i haven't talked about most of them just because they haven't come up but any time that I'm real excited for a movie and I go to that movie, something happens in the theater that is just worst case scenario in a new way mm. that I have not experienced before. And in this one, I go with a couple of my friends and I'm sitting on the outside and they anticipate it. Nothing even has happened yet. But one of them leans over and they're like, 
do you want to switch spots so that you don't end up sitting next to a stranger? And I was like, no, it's going to be fun. Look, I, you're an adult. <laughs> you can 30 handle it. seconds after this, a family comes in and the dad comes in. He's kind of a bigger guy and he sits down and he makes like the dad groaning noise as he sits down. He goes, <sighs> and then looks over at his daughter and says, Oh, I should have brought my hearing aids. Oh, no. And I was like, you have to be joking. This cannot be like, I never in a million years would have anticipated this. But hey, too bad it just wasn't as a, bad you as didn't it. stumble into a subtitles one. I know, dude. <laughs> this would have been the best to have subtitles on. But homie, and here's the thing. Yeah. I lived for a year. We talked about this in the Stranger Things episode. We did. I lived for a year with a roommate with hearing loss. Um, I I get it. I get the struggles. Um, I've become a lot more patient um, with with it, just kind of like living with that kind of thing and, and understanding that struggle. Um, however, if you have hearing aids and you don't wear them, that's on you. It is no longer my fault <laughs> that you're having trouble right. knowing what's going on, right? Second of all, as much as this is out of their control, it can still be frustrating. A person with hearing loss not only has trouble hearing things, but they also have trouble mediating the sound of their own voice sometimes. So, homie <laughs> was laughing at like an uncomfortable volume <laughs> at literally everything <laughs> that happened like that. Ex honestly, like that's barely even ex an exaggeration of how he was laughing. <laughs> oh, no. And he and his daughter, the whole movie were just saying like, wait, what, what did they say? Like, what are, what are they saying? <laughs> and, and it was just like enough of a bad experience for me where I was like, okay, next time anyone offers me to not be sitting on the outside, I'm taking it. Yeah. Cause even just being one seat away, I wouldn't have been annoyed by, by any of it. You know? Right. Yeah. The daughter was having a conversation with every character. Anytime anyone would say anything, she'd be like, yes, yes, do that. Or no, what are you doing? And it's like, homie, they can't <laughs> hear you. Shush. Shush. So anyway, <laughs> Well, that was my experience. Food of them. Food of them. A Pollux upon their whole family. Yeah. Um, sounds like it. I have a question for you now. We've talked about the best arc. Now, hmm. what was the worst thing or your least favorite thing? I will go first. Okay. <laughs> I had uh, I'm a just big. Agree with you. <laughs> I had a big red flag. Okay. Early on in the movie. Sure. And it was when the fat when our characters Thor and Korg, mm. it uh, it is bequeathed upon them uh, a gift of two giant screaming <laughs> goats. And after about the third scream, my friend leans over to me and verbalizes the thought that I think I and hopefully everyone else in the theater was having, which was. This better not be happening the whole movie. And it did. And then it was happening the whole movie. Not as much as I was expecting, yeah. but still quite a lot. Here's the thing, is I, I kept expecting them to stop with the joke. 
and just it's very like austin powers of them the yeah. fact that the joke is still going is what i thought was funnier than that the actual ended up being joke. The, yeah <laughs> but i just feel like screaming goats is first of all it's a so very cool. 2012 yeah, joke dude. to be making and then second of all super cheap comedy like yeah. cheapest of cheap where it's like Oh, we need a joke here. What can we do? Well, screaming noise. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be funny. It It was kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I it didn't do it for me, man. Um, I think I think that's very fair. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was a lot. I was annoyed. Um, however, uh those goats are from the comics. And in the comics, they are named Ooh. Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Love um, and they are basically to, serve the exact purpose. Not to be confused purpose. with Buttermilk and Daisy. No, right. Those are other goats. <laughs> okay. um, these are these are Tooth Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder, um, and they serve a very similar purpose in the comics of basically, um, like, transport. Oh. You know. Yeah, that that kind of stuff. So um, that's basically all they do. I don't think that they are famous for screaming in the comics. <laughs> However, I think that's where the joke probably came from. Taika Waititi discovered Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher in a comic and thought, oh, well, those goats probably are screaming all the time, which yeah. is a funny thing to imagine while you're reading a comic book. <laughs> Um, like I get the process of creativity that brought those into the movie Mm -hmm. and I respect it, but it was not the joke that I wanted to be happening throughout the entirety of the movie. And it was, and Jared didn't mind it, (laughs) which is crazy. I'm, I'm blown away by the, the things that I think are good that you'll say like, nope, that's nothing. And then I will have a problem with something that seems like, okay, Jared's going to have, if I didn't like this, Jared's going to hate it. And you don't care. No, it's, it's just crazy. Fun. They just were screaming at random times. <laughs> <laughs> we are like the, the wrong sides we of are, magnets. Y- just there's nothing that we yang, can baby. do to be brought together. Hey. But when, when we do come together, we make a mediocre podcast. <laughs> we make an okay podcast. It is interesting how um, it feels really different without Lucas here. It does. It feels I thought it was going to be like... I what? thought it <laughs> I was going to say it feels, it feels just a little hollow. It does. And this isn't our first time doing an episode without Lucas, if you'll recall. Oh, but I it was like, like a what this. we were what watching one. If you go back, it's called oh, discussion right. on Lucas Coford or Lucas Coford a discussion or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, that was the bit. That was pretty fun because that one we were just talking about whatever, you know, right. like Spe- speaking of talking about whatever. So I'm my least favorite at... arc is wait 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 wait. <laughs> I need to say this really quick because I think that it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a bag of tortilla chips in my room, mm. and the back is facing me, and I'm looking at the ingredients right now. And one of the ingredients is trace of lime. And I don't remember ingredients lists ever having an amount connected to them. Or is trace of lime an ingredient that is different from lime? Huh. You know, these are things that I do not know. 
But get in the comments. Uh, get in the comments and let us know if Trace of Lime is a is a product that you can purchase. Because I would like to know. That's the that's the amount of lime that I like. I think is just a trace, like less than hint of lime. Because those hint of lime chips are nasty. I those are those are a lot of love lime. them. See, I like them. Okay, they're not nasty. <laughs> All right. They're fine. Anyway, but their hint is <laughs> is a gross under underplaying of how much lime there is on those chips because it's like primarily lime. yeah it's their lime flavor and chips. then there's and then there's some but some chip good. in there too they're good they're good I just see them but you don't even need hint of lime is a lie um but a trace of lime i think i was expecting trace of lime when i bought hint of lime chips hmm that's where they just like kind they of look at a lime <laughs> yeah <laughs> And they they think they, about the essence they, of the lime. They put it in the bag and they pack it up, and then they put that bag in like another bin filled with limes. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of a requirement the for the energy. factory workers is that they just need to be thinking about limes <laughs> the as time. they as they are working. Yeah, instead of the secret ingredient being love, <laughs> it's lime. <laughs> it's, it's lime thoughts. It's thoughts of lime. Um, the the thing i didn't like the most outside of i think honestly thor's the degradation of thor's character mm-hmm. um would be korg not dying i know i i was like a little shocked like obviously i didn't think he was going to die in the moment because it would have just been such a curveball in especially right. in tone of like okay well now our friend is dead but then mm. he died, and then uh, then Zeus died. Uh, but then it turned out Korg wasn't dead, and then it turned out Zeus wasn't dead. And so, you know, like, I was, I didn't need that. I didn't need that whole arc, I guess. Dude. Maybe that's just what I'll say, is the uh, yeah. the Council of the Gods arc. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. fun, but. I think. I didn't need it. Y- yeah, <laughs> cut it that's completely. fair. You touched Sorry, on. Russell. Another thing of mine that is just this movie was full of non-death, which is if you've listened to the podcast, something that all of us rally behind being a bad thing, like start killing some characters. And in this movie, you had um, the non-death of Korg. You had the non-death of Zeus. Mm -hmm. You had the non-death of Lady Sif. You had the non-death of um, Valkyrie. When she gets stabbed by gore and you're like, oh, snap, yeah. is Valkyrie dead? And then she's just like, okay, Fine. in the next scene. Yeah. You have the uh, non-death of love. Yep, mm-hmm. that's true. I that's don't know true. the name. That one's, that one's... I actually, uh, I like that. Okay. I that's really okay, like though. the end of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. cute. She's so I cute. I like the... Okay, so now we'll get into this. I like the end. I like the concept. She's cute. If I'm not mistaken, she's played by Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter. Uh, yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's cute, yeah. you know, yeah. having that dynamic. Um, and, and like, very just fun to see Thor as he is now in a father role. Like, that's funny. Like, he's, he's fun, and it endears the audience to him. However... What 
kind of it just seemed like such an unnatural direction <laughs> for the plot to go in the last 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, okay, um, Gore is like, but I won't be around to protect her. And then Jane just basically is like, oh no, we got you, bro. Like, go for it. <laughs> and then Jane's and, like, and I'm then out. out of nowhere, Thor is like, okay, I'm parent of this child, and like acting like it was his idea. Right. And it's like this is just it. It, it that... all seemed very like we need to get to this place and we're not there yet. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of just shoehorn in a conversation that'll make it so that we're there. Yeah. I think the difference between you and me is you expect Marvel movies to be good now. Uh, and so, <laughs> and I just wanted to laugh a little bit. Sure. That's honestly, that's fair. And so I think, yeah, because you're saying that and I totally would be on board of like, no, it didn't make sense. It was dumb. It was stupid in, like, any other movie. Like, if that happened in, like, Black Widow or something, I would have torn it apart. Right. But it's, like, because they were trying to be, yeah. like, serious and heart, like, like whatever. They were trying to go for a certain tone. Um, this one, it was, like, comedy first. Yeah, it had conflicting tones, and so the gore stuff was definitely, like, diminished because of it. Yeah. Um, but I laughed. I, I thought goats were funny. I thought little girl at the end was funny. I thought it was funny that she had, had Stormbreaker or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. It was cute. Like, it was, it was, it was funny. The, the visual of it, I I dig it. And, like, the that being the name of Love and Thunder is super cute. And, like, yeah. I like that. But, they but totally I also feel like. Could have shown more of Chris being, like, a dad throughout the whole thing. You know, yeah, exactly. Or like Thor, kind of like having that paternal, and he has some moments. Sorry about that car. Has some okay. moments. My my roommate is blowing his nose. I think right outside of my bedroom door <laughs> um, is what it sounds like to me. So if you guys uh, hear that, I apologize as well. Yeah, food to us if you can hear food it. To us, Apollo upon my family. Um, shout out to Kel. Shout out to Kel. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't go in hard to please, and I uh, yeah. <laughs> I overall thought it was a good time. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. I guess it just it it felt like a movie that was weak on themes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. Like, I, um, what do you walk out of this thinking? Like, do I feel changed in the slightest as a person? No. Yeah. Like, or does Thor really feel changed? Like, not really. No, in fact... He's in a new situation. Yeah, he's dumber. But he doesn't feel like he's learned anything. Yeah. Um, I do really like the part... Again, this was just, like, out of nowhere. I don't know if this is a power... <laughs> like, he's never done this before. But when he gifts the children of Asgard the power of Thor... So cool. Super I fun. It. Super cute. I loved it. <laughs> it was very awesome. I, that scene was one of those ones where I was talking to my friends after, and I think they were expecting that to be like my least favorite part. And I was like, no, that's totally the spirit of Thor. Yeah. Like being able to, he's a God, first of all. So let's not forget that he has godly powers (laughs) that That like, that's a thing. Yeah. Second of all, that's, that's exact. It's like a mirror of the first movie where, um, Odin is basically like, once he's worthy, he can wield this power. And the power is what's making him strong 
and the worth is what's giving him the power. It's not like he's strong inherently, right. you know? And so he notices these children who are willing to fight. They grab all these weapons. And in that moment, I think he notices like, all right, these children are worthy to hold this power that I have. And then mixing that with the comment of, like, it's not the in, in Ragnarok, are you Thor, God of Hammers? Like, right. it's not the hammer that's giving him the strength. It's his worthiness. Mm-hmm. And so if he can identify that worthiness in, in other people and bestow power upon them accordingly, sick. That's dope. Yeah. And I love it. And so that was like my favorite part. Of course, little girl two seats away from me, um, son of guy who forgot to bring his hearing aids. Yeah. The whole scene of that was like, the bunny shooting lightning, the bunny shooting lightning over and over and over again. And I was like, I'm going to hit you. You're going to be hit by me. Um, it really, it really sounds like she probably had some other issues. No, 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 no. she didn't. And you are trying you to insult tell. her in a movie theater. You know how theater. you can tell. <laughs> she was, she was, it wasn't real. Here's the thing. The reason that I know was it wasn't that loud. Okay. If I was even sure. one seat over, I probably wouldn't have heard her. Okay. And so I felt like it was someone else's child annoying me specifically. And I think that's why it was annoying. Okay. It wasn't like if she was loud for the whole theater, I would have been like, all right, whatever. Not a huge deal. Okay. But it felt like she was tugging on my shirt sleeve and going, do you see that the bunny's shooting lightning? <laughs> yes, I see it. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the kids with the power of Thor. Kids with the power of Thor was great. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, being in it was fine. You know, they yeah, it was okay. It was like it, they didn't need to be in it. Nope. They, I would have been fine if they weren't. Yep. It was it was, kind of fun. it was kind of fun that they were. Um, Groot looked not good, and <laughs> I realized why in the credits. Um, it was Boys. Groot was only credited as the voice of Vin Diesel. Whereas before he has been Vin Diesel because he's done a lot of kind of like the motion capture work. Really? And then they've had other people on set doing vo- motion capture and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> whereas this one, I don't think that they had mocap because the only scenes where you really saw Groot and Rocket, they were on screen with each other. They didn't need to be playing off of like a live person. And so I don't think that they had mocap for those. I think they were completely computer generated. And mm. turns out you can tell because um, <laughs> Groot looked not good in this movie. Um, I'll ask what your what was your favorite joke? <laughs> my favorite joke? Because this is a movie of jokes. Also, oh, my gosh. Niall. What? Happy... 69th episode of the podcast is it the 69th episode it is wow and we haven't even talked about chris's bum bum oh my goodness but we are talking about it's jokes which is our joke episode that's what my ad idea was or my cold open was we us telling the story of us in the joke of oh. in math class yeah that's a bummer <laughs> well we'll have to hold off We'll have to hold off on that story. 
Dang, happy 69th episode. Hey, happy, happy 69th. Um, and Lucas, so if you're listening, that, yeah, you should have been here, bud. I love you, bro. Um, I So on that topic, Naked Thor was not my favorite joke by a mile. Mm. Um, also but very he, cheap. hot. Yeah, dude, look at that upside-down triangle-shaped top half of his body. Ridiculous, man. He looks... Like Johnny Bravo. I swear, he, he gets bigger every movie. I know, it's crazy. It's like at a certain point, his skin's not going to be able to take it. <laughs> it's just going to burst at the seams and he's going to look like a colossal titan from Attack on oh, Titan. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, anyway, that's a look as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a look. It's a look. Um, but I would say my favorite joke was. Um, and I, I was truly not expecting it. Uh-huh. It was after a scene where he had been talking to Mjolnir um, and and Jane and whatnot. Yeah. And then they go off and Stormbreaker floats in behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like slowly floats into the frame. And I was like, that is super funny. Great timing. Like it just, <laughs> it was, the timing was perfect. I loved it. And I, I wasn't expecting it, which I felt like a lot of the comedy in this movie was somewhat predictable. Sure. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I think a lot of comedy is predictable. Yeah, we've, um, there's only so many jokes you can tell. Yeah, but but that joke really kind of like I was just I guess involved enough in the conversation that had happened before it <laughs> that I wasn't even thinking about Stormbreaker and I think that's what makes it so funny because you and Thor are in the same shoes. Yeah. Where you're like, "Oh wow, I kind of actually even forgot about that other weapon entirely." And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I like that stuff too. Yeah. But since I already said it, you have to say Screaming Goat. Oh, yeah. I love Screaming Goat. I think the fifth time was my favorite. (laughs) No, I think the part that made me laugh the most is when he's talking about the dolphins in the sky. And he's like, they mate for life. Like, with six dolphins. Or in groups of six. Yeah. I don't know why, man, but that that got me. Well, and then, like, that whole interaction where she's looking at the dolphins and he's behind her, like, hitting himself on the forehead for being stupid. Like, that was super funny. Yeah. Um, Another joke that is definitely worth mentioning is the Asgardian actors. Um, yeah. Super Sam funny Neil to see Melissa and, uh... McCarthy as Hella. Like that was way funny. Yeah. Um Matt Damon. But then having another scene of them later. Yeah. Where they're like putting together a new story for like a new play what, yeah. for what's going on. They're Super like, funny. Like tragedy. The best way to combat tragedy is with the arts or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> Super funny. I love it. Really? Yeah, that was great. Matt Damon. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. The fact that they got him, like, again. First of all, in the first again. place to do it, and then again. Yeah. So good. Really fun. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, well, I think all has been said. Is there any other thing that the all the fans on Twitter are going to tweet at us? Uh, at Ultimate Cooksey. Yeah, our Twitter... By the way, guys, slow down on Twitter, man. Oh, We're yeah. our, our notifications are overloaded. Uh, go, I just get so tired of checking our Twitter. Yeah. That is... 
if you it, it's up somewhere. if you want to tweet at, at us maybe at man cave movie night i don't know if it's that it's um, probably still orange boy inquiry <laughs> honestly it probably is <laughs> good tweet, good tweet us I... at the orange boy inquiry um you can tweet me personally at um ultimate cooksy and when i get on my account maybe in two years from now like i do every two years or so uh, right. i'll see it and i will like it so my um twitter account no longer exists um for the best probably. i don't know why i deleted the account and not just the app because i miss some of the jokes that i made on twitter <laughs> and i can't remember a lot of them but that's okay because they weren't good no yeah likewise um but Twitter's i like just not them. my the form for me no no <laughs> i'm much better in person yeah I'm, I'm much funnier in person i can't write something that makes me seem funny yeah that's why we do a podcast it's because it's, right. it's basically just conversation recorded yeah in fact that is what it is yeah so and to end this conversation as we end all conversations uh we will say um the the chosen words uh to end conversation which are right. should we try to say them in unison over this yep. zoom call i think we both got it yep Foo to you, Lucas. Foo to you and a Pollux and a Pollux upon your families. <laughs> uh, we'll see you on another Man Cave Movie Night Monday. <laughs>